Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. Welcome to Theme Park Films. I'm Carla, and as ever, my co-host is Holly. Hello. And this week we are discussing Aladdin, which was released on the 17th of November 1993 in the UK, and a whole year and a bit earlier on the 8th of November 1992 in the USA. They're just getting bigger, these gaps, aren't they, for some of the cast They are. It's crazy. Um... But before we do that, we are going to briefly touch on the ride that is in the Magic Kingdom Adventureland. It's the Magic Carpets of Aladdin. It opened on the 24th of May 2001. I'll be honest, never been on it. Why? Um, Because I'm not five. I mean, I wouldn't even know how to describe it, actually. Well, it's like Dumbo, but obviously if you've never been on Dumbo, that's a useless piece of information. Well, yes, because that's what I was going to say, and then I was going to say, but that's just someone's going to go, lovely, and what is the Dumbo Okay, so, um, because I've found out we do actually have some listeners that have never been to Disney or Universal, which astounds me. So thank you very much if you're sitting this out. Well, yeah, like some of my friends... I've never been to Disney, so that's why we need to explain the ride. Okay, so yeah, we need to make more of an effort with this extra. Or you could just Google it. Pop it on YouTube. Just pause, go on YouTube. When you're done, come back. Will probably be the easiest way, but I'll try to describe it. It's uh, you sit on a carpet, uh, strapped in, obviously dangerous. In in like really, it's in a carpet though. I would say. I don't want to get. Yeah kind of like a roll it's not a rolled up carpet though is it i don't want people to think it's a rolled up carpet it's a, it's a flat carpet with like seats attached in the middle would you say yeah and you go round in a circle in and it goes up and down air, a bit in the air essentially it's a little bit like a merry-go-round in the air yeah, but not far off in the air. No. It's like, not. it's not scary. No. But sometimes these rides have about a 50-minute wait. Should we check the well, wait? I don't know. Time. I was going to say, do you want to check and Let's see? Three, is it? Three, but yeah, it's 8 o'clock here. Should we... Have you looked already? No, I was going to say, should we, should we do a now. guess? What I was going to say, should we, should we guess? I think this is going to be 35 minutes. So I'm thinking... You know what I'm thinking, Holly? It's only three o'clock. That means it's the three o'clock parade. Oh, so That's you think gonna it's going to be quite... It's going to reduce the time. I'm going to go to 15 to 20 minutes. Okay, so I've looked up the time and it is 25 minutes. So it's bang on what me and you said. So I reckon, yeah, I reckon people are maybe hoping to to get on the ride and then get in line to see the parade, perhaps. I don't know. And that's the thing. Would you wait 25 minutes for that? Well, no. I've ne- I mean, I've been to Disney World 15, 
times plus 20. I don't know. I've never been on it. So let's just wait for the police car to go past. <laughs> Last London living for you. Yeah, sorry. Can't all live in the country, Holly. <laughs> what I did notice about that, and I've noticed this before, but there's a very good new podcast out, not as good as us, but they're called all access ears and they talk about disney world they don't touch on universal it's just a disney one but what they mentioned in a, a couple of episodes ago and i don't know if you've noticed this there's a camel just standing by this ride and it spits water at you every now and then i find it infuriating it doesn't amuse me in any way because do you know where this queue is it's right by the pineapple dole whip queue oh and they mm. mentioned and it's very true that there's nothing more infuriating than you get this gorgeous pineapple dole whip which is probably the highlight of disney world above everything in there I agree, it's delicious. And then you can be walking off with it and you get a bit of camel gob in it. I mean, has that happened to you? It hasn't, but it's come very close to, and I just don't like that. I know it's just water, but how fresh is that water? Oh, probably not. Yeah, I'm glad someone else noticed that. But what I am going to say is going back to that, so you can meet Jasmine um, and Aladdin in Morocco, yeah. is that correct? You can, yeah. Okay, yeah. right, okay. Um, why? Because Aladdin isn't from Morocco. I noticed halfway through the film that there was pyramids, which would mean he's from Egypt. And actually, the guy that is, has been cast to play Aladdin, which we're going to get onto a little bit later, not too much later, because I know you'll wait for Love Island to start. <laughs> yeah, but, priority. But he is, um, he's got Egyptian in him. I'm not sure if he's uh, half Egyptian, but... Definitely, it did state in the article I read that he's got Egyptian in him. Unless Morocco has pyramids, which I'm now just going to Google in case I've made a complete of myself. It was definitely set, meant to be set in Morocco. You know, I just think if you're going to show the pyramids, everyone knows the pyramids from Egypt. I didn't know there were pyramids anywhere else. Um, well, I, I've searched uh, pyramids Morocco, and it does... It appears to be some... They don't look like pyramids as I know them. Well, that's what I'm looking at. And I definitely saw... A pyramid in, as you would there know was, them. There was a pyramid and a sphinx. Interesting. Well, let's not get too hung up on that, because time is of the essence. <laughs> we need to crack on. Yeah. We will move on to the film. So, I wrote down everything... Uh, because I I haven't seen this film for, for years. I couldn't remember the last time I'd seen it, actually. I don't know why, because it's a, it's a funny film, but I don't remember the last time I saw it. I think I was a teenager. I remember not really liking it. Interesting, because you were a child at the time, so a child that didn't like Aladdin. Yeah. So at the beginning, some geezer does an intro and um, was actually the genie, but it turns out it's not. I think it's just Robin Williams did two voices. So I I didn't notice that. Okay. I just didn't even know what that was. So this geezer takes Jafar and his parrot, looking for a lamp, led into a cave of wonders. And the cave says, only a diamond in the rough may enter. But the guy walks in, he obviously isn't good enough because he gets eaten. Yeah, I think I missed all of it. Okay, that's just the intro. 
but I mean that now explains something to me which is that say so thank you for that and yeah. then it cuts to Aladdin stealing bread with his monkey Abu and he launches into a song and explains he's got no parents and needs to steal where the song is one jump ahead now my my cynicism as being older now, I just thought, why can't he get a job? And I also noted he had a very good physique for someone that he's starving. Yeah, he did. So and he gave quite a lot of it to the monkey, and the monkey's tiny and probably doesn't need that much bread. No. Now, what I I, what striked me of Aladdin, actually, was a lot. It's in his song. He, he kind of referred to himself very much of, oh, there's more to me, but no one sees it. But I was like, I just haven't seen it. And, you know, yes, he gave the bread to the children, but I think anyone, I mean, even I would do that. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he, he says that there's another side. I never see another side to him. All the way through it, he's consistently the same character, which is fine. But it's it's kind of like, well, like the vloggers we were talking about and stuff earlier before we came online, that a lot of people, they seem to, nowadays, it seems to be a thing, oh, I'm so deep. You see more, to, there's so much more to me. Going on about it and show us then. Yeah, I just don't, you know, sometimes it's okay just to be who you are. sort of feel like with Aladdin, he was a bit kind of, oh, like there's, I'm just this wonderful person, but no one sees it. And it's like, well, you haven't shown that. Like you've, to be honest, you've stolen. Yeah. And then you've made a mockery of them. Rather than just stealing and running away and being like, oh, I'm so glad I got my food, you taunt them the whole way through. I don't think that's good qualities in a person whatsoever. Absolutely not. And, and actually, sorry, one more thing. Maybe if he was being stolen from, he would feel differently. He didn't like it when later on, when he gets his magic lamp stolen from him, does he? He didn't like it, no. no. But that's, that's the way of the world, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to get political. Okay, so some bloke's going into the palace and calls Aladdin a street rat and says he will die a street rat will only, where only fleas will mourn him. Seems a bit harsh. And um, Aladdin says that one day he will live in a palace. I mean, that seems quite a statement. And again, I just sort of think, it's like, well, one day I'm going to do this. Well, good for you. Bye. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> So it cuts to Jasmine and the Sultan, who's her dad. Yeah, and this was strange. So obviously we meet Jasmine and, and then we hear that she's got to find someone to marry uh, before her, I can't remember what birthday it was, but by a certain... Her tw- yeah, yeah, I think 21st. Sure, yeah. Her birthday. And then we discover it's three days to go. <laughs> It's Talk easy. about cutting it fine. Like, what were yeah. they expecting to happen? Just waiting for a miracle to turn up? Yeah, basically, it, she's told by law she must marry a prince in, in, in three days' time. Um, her only friend is a tiger, which seems awfully dangerous to make friends of a tiger. Mm. Yeah, she's never been outside the palace. So then Jafar rocks up and turns out his advisor to the sultan. He says... Um, he needs the Sultan's diamond ring to help him find a suitor for Jasmine. And then he proceeds to hypnotise the Sultan until he hands over the ring. 
Yeah, and I thought this was all rather strange. I thought, you know, obviously they've been working together for a long time. Mm. Surely if he was that calculating, he would have done something to make him, make him the, the sultan or got more out of him by now. Well, he seems quite old, Jafar, doesn't he? Hmm. That he would have been working there a while. He seems to have known Jasmine quite a while. And, you know, so next thing we know, Jasmine sneaks out over the palace wall. And she's walking through a market. I um, I actually said here, um, if if I was the princess and I was going to go outside, and maybe it's because she's never been outside, I don't know, but I would take off my massive earrings. <laughs> she's, she doesn't know what the outside world is, though, does she? So maybe she thinks everyone wears massive earrings. I mean... She gets, she takes an apple from a stall to give to a child and think that's acceptable to just take something and give it to someone. So Well, so does Aladdin, so... <laughs> they're, they're suited from the off. Yeah. Pilfering. Uh, Aladdin steps in after the, the market stall holder goes mental at her. And to be fair, I thought this bit was quite funny when Jasmine goes along with it and mm-hmm. she's, she's a little bit mad and worships the monkey and starts calling the camel a doctor. I can tell by your... Hmm, no, I didn't... You, I, that you didn't think that, that was funny at all. No, yeah, I quite liked that. He takes her to his cave and they look out at the palace... But I would say again here, it was all very like, oh, isn't Aladdin really wonderful? He saved her and he came to her rescue. But my point here was just she is very, very pretty, very attractive. I'm sure a lot of men would have come over and been like, oh, I'll get it for her. Yeah, they're quite self-indulgent, both of them, because they're talking over (laughs) each other. I said this. They're both saying that they're trapped. And, you know, neither appears to be listening to the other one. She explains she's being forced to get married. She says, oh, um, I'm going to get forced to get married. And Aladdin seemed really shocked by this. But I Mm. just thought it's not, like, in the culture that they would be in. Like, that would be quite common. And I would imagine especially in like royalty it would be because obviously there'd be no way she could just marry any old person there'd need to be there'd be deals being done with money and stuff like back then like I mean, I'd imagine this is like back in time is it yes yeah yeah well yeah yeah there were no cars and stuff yeah so back in time that would probably just be a very big part of the culture and I think even Aladdin would be like yeah that's well, yeah, of course you can have an arranged marriage, even if she wasn't a princess. Original Aladdin was set in China. I would have said even in China, even anywhere around the world with royalty, you know, if a few hundred years ago, there would be arranged marriages. Wherever it is. The heavies okay. arrive. The heavies arrive and she demands as a princess they release Aladdin. And they tell her she needs to take it up with Jafar, which she does. And he tells her Aladdin's already been sentenced to death. Which, yeah, obviously is a lie. It is a lie, because it cuts to the jail, and I up, he's alive. Yes. <laughs> don't know why I went northern there. <laughs> Me either. No, but I liked it. That's a little nod to Coronation Street. <laughs> so, 
An old bloke says, if he goes into the cave to get him the lamp, he will get his reward. And it took me a while to realise who the old man was. Yeah, I, I, I didn't guess. I'd, forgot, I'd forgotten, to be honest, that it was Jafar in disguise. Um, but yeah, we don't know that yet. Spoiler alert. So a rug starts following them, um, but it's a, it's a magic carpet. And where did this rug come from? Just in the cave. Oh, okay. Just hanging out. So he finds the lamp and Abu touches some forbidden treasure, meaning everything starts erupting into lava and it's, oh, it's chaotic, isn't it? It really is. But it's all right because they manage to escape just about on the carpet. He gives the bloke the lamp, but it reveals... The old man, he's really Jafar, and he kind of just lets Aladdin die, doesn't he? He tries to. But he is, like, Aladdin is a bit silly here, where he, the guy, the old man goes, oh, give me the lamp. And he says, oh, no, let me out first. He's like, no, give me the lamp. I'd be like, no. Do you so desperately want this lamp? You can let me out first. The magic carpet saves Aladdin, and he manages to somehow pickpocket the lamp quite a big thing to pickpocket but he did have large trousers he did very big trousers i'd imagine that that was part of the the illusion there and he rubs the lamp and the genie appears and he tells aladdin that he's now the genie master he has a little sing song with friend like me quite a long sing song it is quite long, and I must admit it's a song I wasn't familiar with. It didn't stick in my mind as being one that I felt I could hum along with. Didn't didn't really remember it. So he has three wishes with three rules. He can't kill anybody, he can't make people fall in love, and he can't bring people back from the dead. And what were your thoughts on the genie? I don't think that this film would have been anything without Robin Williams in it. I found this scene a bit irritating, but later on I really warmed to the genie and thought it was very funny. But this, I just think it went on too long. I just sort of wanted to get to, like, come on, let's get the story moving a bit. That's what I didn't like about this bit. Yeah, I agree with that. It did go on quite a bit. So they all fly off on the magic carpet. The Sultan tells Jafar off and Jasmine says when she's queen, she will fire him. The parrot, who I don't know his name. Do you know his name, the parrot? I don't, but I liked the parrot. Yeah. He suggests that Jafar marries Jasmine to become the Sultan and then he push her off a cliff. I don't know why they didn't think of it earlier. So the genie, when asked what his wish would be, which he says no one's ever asked him before, he said he would wish for freedom. And I wanted to get some clarity on this, because Mm. um, when he becomes free, does that mean he no longer has the power to do wishes? And, like, how's the genie going to live? I mean, he was big and blue. I don't know if that would go against him. Maybe in the blue man group. He was heading off to Florida. So he would be going to the blue man group. 
I think that's that's that. Although that is in Universal, so I'm not sure. Oh. Maybe tied, tied to Disney contract. Can't confirm that. Mm. We just don't know. Actually, I read that. I I think I read something that Disney are buying the rights to the Blue Man Group, and it's gonna it's God. going to go where Cirque du Soleil is in. Um, down, oh, I don't want to call it downtown Disney. Disney Springs. Are we not all over that? Well, I mean, it still seems to be very popular, and I still can't make out whether I enjoyed it or whether I thought it was the worst thing I'd ever seen. I just don't. You know, I've never walked out of anything and not had an opinion. I was like, I've either been really mugged off for like fifty dollars or however much it was at the time, or I've had the experience of a lifetime. They just eat marshmallows, don't they? They eat marshmallows and spit, and then you get covered in toilet roll at the end. Spoiler alert. I should probably say that before. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's seen the Blue Man Group now that's going to see it, haven't they? Well, if you're going yeah, to see it, or, you've seen it. Or you would have watched it. I mean, I'm sure a few years back they were on the Royal Variety. I've just, I've just uh, Googled it, and actually Cirque du Soleil have purchased the blue man group so i'm slightly wrong it might not be replacing it but it's going to be run by the same company so that will be interesting how they're going to manage that between disney and universal oh cirque du soleil i didn't like either controversial as that may be i've seen it twice and i didn't like it either time yeah i'm not really into that anyway we're getting off topic again Classic ask. Right, so I was going to ask you though, Carla, before we get on to it. So obviously he gets asked about what three wishes. Mm. He says, oh, no one's asked me that, blah, blah, blah. Then um, it was a bit kind of like, I, I just thought it's weird. Like, why only three wishes? But if we're going to go with it, obviously I, I said yesterday I'd ask you this question. You if you could have three wishes, what would it be? Well, and can I just point out, you were quite rude, actually, um, with what you predicted I would wish for. I do not wish I had a real-life E.T. or that I was a singer of Iron Maiden. So, incorrect guesses. My number one wish, you're going to want to throw up. But it would just be to be happy. Because no matter what happens, if you're happy, it doesn't matter, does it? So that's that cover. That's number one. But wish. can I just quickly happy. say, the reason, you know... You can't always be happy 100% of the time because that just then become no- becomes normal. There'll be times where, you know, I might, like, stump my toe and think, mm, Well, no, no, you won't, though, because you want to be happy all the time. Well, you know, within reason. Well, I'll no. Caveat on it. Look, we haven't got much time to record this podcast, Holly. I'm trying to rush through it here. I would <laughs> caveat that I would be happy, but not in a maniac kind of way, that I would be happy if I broke my toe. Okay? Okay. So, happy within reason. I would be rich enough that I never had to work again. And, you know, rich enough... I don't, I don't need, like, you know, billions, but rich enough that I could live without having to work a very comfortable lifestyle. I mean, these are all so kind of, oh, I want to be, but but not completely rich, only a little bit rich. Well, I, no, mean, I mean, poor genie. I wouldn't mind, you know, being mega, mega rich, but with that comes hassle because, and then, 
I would have to be giving, you know, I would have to give to charity because I give to charity now and I'm not particularly rich, so I'd feel even more guilty if I didn't give to charity then. So I'd be, you know, that, that would play on my mind. So I'd be, you know, just rich enough to keep me and, you know, immediate family very, very comfortable, I think, would be, would be my wish. And then my third wish, and I think this is a brilliant wish, Absolutely. Oh, I'm really worried about this. <laughs> it's such a good wish. Mm. I would wish for a never-ending time machine. So I could just go back and forth in time as I please. If I got bored because I wouldn't be working, I could just pop back and have a look at dinosaurs or go to Live Aid. Oh, right, that's <laughs> the two things today. <laughs> What are your free wishes, Holly? I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Okay, so I don't think you can rip me for mine. So Aladdin says to the genie he will wish him to be free on his third wish. Yeah. He kind of says he'll do him a favour. And during the montage, we see uh, Pinocchio and uh, Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. I don't know if you picked up on those two cameos. I did. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. The first... His first wish is to become a prince. So, obviously, that means he can marry Jasmine. Yeah. In the meantime, Jafar's hypnotising the Sultan again to um, marry him. Not the Sultan marry Jafar. Jasmine. <laughs> yeah, Jafar, yeah, yeah. Just yeah that would that be out. a bit weird. Quite ahead of its time. So, Aladdin arrives on an elephant, which is a boo. They've turned the boo into an elephant just uh, for show, I guess. And with the genie singing, and the sultan says, Jafar is lucky, as he won't have to marry her now, a prince has arrived. So, obviously, Jasmine walks in on this, and she's she goes all Destiny's Child and sort of says, no man owns me and all this, doesn't she? And gets the right old um. Which I think, actually, her... Um how she is behaving and that is quite you know that's very what the modern disney princess is like mm-hmm. like she's quite you know she's quite stands up for herself quite a bit doesn't she she's not she's not waiting for a man to come and pick her up she's not like oh i want my prince to come she's very much like no i don't want any of this she's a little bit uh kind of ahead of her time for disney princesses she say. is she very yeah, much I is so. yeah so Aladdin goes to see her that night, and he's very, uh, very cocky. He messes it up. He, he does. He needs to be cocky to impress her. But Carla, just very, very quickly, when he asks that he says, "I want to be a prince," I just sort of wanted to know, like, what, I mean, what comes with that? Because to me, all it seemed was that he's been dressed up as a prince and got a parade. Pop into the fancy dress. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he saves the day by shoving her his rug. He does. And obviously the most famous part of the film, probably one of the most famous parts of any Disney film, A Whole New World on the Carpet Ride. And I I did actually um, write down here A Whole New World. And you know all it reminded me of, this song? Peter and Katie Price. Oh, my God. That's exactly what my mum said. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I can't listen to it anymore without that's just exactly seeing them. She said, when I told her I was doing Aladdin, she said, oh, that song's ruined. All it makes me think of is Jordan and Peter. Yes. 
And I thought, she, I said, oh, don't be silly. But no, obviously, you thought it too. I do. I completely agree. And again, to anybody who doesn't know because they don't live in the UK and they know oh, nothing yeah. about Peter and Katie Price, just Google it. Or don't. <laughs> I, I mean, really, don't. If you don't want it ruined, leave it. <laughs> live in <laughs> ignorance. But outside of, of those two, it's a great song, isn't it? Yeah. It's a very nice song. And it's a, it's a great Disney moment. I think this film was quite weak on songs, actually. Well, this is the, the only song, song I remember. Yeah, so for um, a soundtrack, I think it's quite a poor soundtrack. Because yeah. it is just this song that anyone remembers or cares about. I think the first song that he sings, I recognised slightly. But yeah, other than that, not very good. She then twigs that he's the boy from the market... And he tells her that he dresses as a commoner to get away from his royal life. They have a little bit of a kiss. She goes back to the palace. But Jafar tries to drown Aladdin. But just as he's dying, he manages to rub the lamp and the genie saves him. So that was lucky. Very. Jafar is exposed and the sultan is thrilled that Aladdin and Jasmine will marry. Aladdin's down in the dumps as he realises he will be a sultan. I mean, what did he think would happen? This annoyed me a little bit. Well, yeah, it was all just a bit... I just just thought, oh, self-indulgent Aladdin again. That's what I thought. (laughs) I agree. He's a very selfish character. Very unlikable, I found him. I did. He says he can't free the genie as he can't keep the pretense up without him. Again, selfish. Yeah. Jafar steals the lamp, so becomes the genie's new master, which means that the genie has to do as Jafar tells him. He steals the sultan's title. Which was a good one, I thought, for him. Yeah, and he wants to become the most powerful sorcerer in the world. He sends... I've written here, I don't remember this bit, but I've written he sends Aladdin and Abu off to God knows where. (laughs) I think, again, this was one of these scenes a bit like in the cave. I just didn't know what was going on. Okay, so we didn't know what was going on. That's fine. No. We don't need to know what happened there. Uh, Jasmine sees Aladdin, and I've written, I'm not sure how he got back. Sorry. Not sure about this bit. I just um, said that Jasmine, I thought, looked really nice. I thought she looked particularly nice in her red outfit. Suited her. She wore it well. Mm, she did. She flirts with Jafar to distract him. Well, no. Jafar says, it was one of his wishes, is that she will fall in love with him. And the genie's yeah. about to say, no, that I can't do that. And then, quick thinking Jasmine pretends that she falls in love with him, which I thought was very good, very good plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, again, it's sort of it's all ruined again because somebody starts clattering around and Jafar works out what's going on. He does, and he puts Jasmine in an egg timer. <laughs> he does. Which can't be pleasant. Aladdin persuades Jafar to become a genie so that he then gets trapped inside the lamp. So that's quite, you know, he's one stroke of genius there. He then wishes for the genies, the original genie's freedom, instead of a prince status, and 
the Sultan decides he's proven his worth regardless. They get, they can get married, um, and they live happily ever after at the end. Why wouldn't you grant all of Aladdin's wishes? So use Aladdin's last wish, give the lamp over to Jasmine, she could have three wishes, give it to the Sultan, he could have two, and then they free the genie. Oh, that would have been good, wouldn't it? And actually, I'd have stuck the monkey in to have a couple of wishes as well. <laughs> I'd have liked to see the ending scene of them all sort of sat round with whatever ludicrous thing they've wished for. Mm-hmm. So, as as you know, they are casting Aladdin for a live-action version. Yeah. Like they do nowadays in Disney. That's the norm, that they're going to remake everything. It's become very popular. It really has. So, are you aware of everyone that they've cast because i asked i asked our fans or followers or just people that don't ignore us thank you for that people that tolerate us yeah people that just feel sorry for us and throw us a bone every now and then (laughs) i asked them what they thought about it so i've got some comments but first of all just to just to remind you it's going to be directed by guy ritchie which seems very strange hmm because he normally does kind of gangstery films, doesn't he? Yeah. So I'm not sure about that. Will Smith is going to be the genie, which I'd imagine will anger you. I think it's a very cliché to go for him. It would have been more cliché if they'd gone for Eddie Murphy. Oh, I, mean, I completely agree. Thank God that didn't happen. Although, to be fair, I'm not... I'm a little bit, they shouldn't have done it without Robin Williams, because I think he is the genie. He made that part. I don't know what kind of script they had before he came on board, because I know that he had lived pretty much 99% of it. I, I just don't think anyone could have, could have done it, to be honest. I don't think Will Smith is the worst choice it could have been. Like we said, it could have been Eddie Murphy. That would have been the worst choice. <laughs> so... Um, Jafar hasn't been announced yet, but we've got um, Mina Masood is going to be playing Aladdin, who's relatively unknown. I think he's done a couple of TV shows and stuff, but quite a newcomer. And Naomi Scott of Power Rangers stroke Martian fame is going to be Jasmine. So I don't know an awful lot about the others, but obviously I know Will Smith. We did ask some people what they thought, so I'll read, I'll read out what some of our uh, uh, followers said. So on Instagram, Champa Klein said, Casting aside, I'm always hesitant with live-action versions of animated classics. It may be fantastic, but the purist in me says, leave it alone. And, yeah, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. At Hey Down In Front podcast says, I don't think Will Smith as the genie is going to be very good, but I've been surprised before, so I guess we will see. Better than casting Kevin Hart to be screaming at everyone for two hours. Oh, I was going to say, actually, I think I'd have liked Kevin Hart. Really? Yeah. Oh, I tell you who could have played him. I don't know his name. But <laughs> oh, this he... is going to be good. No, he's from Parks and Recreation, and he has his own show, Master of None. He's very, very funny. I think maybe he could have played him. At Pizza Partey, 575, here he is. 
Will Smith is no Robin Williams. I think it will be weird seeing anyone but him fill the role. But there's no other options, and Will is an okay one for me. He just won't have the charm that the genie did in the original. If you did give us a shout-out on Twitter over the live action, I apologise. I completely... I, I can't find it, so I'm sorry. But we will go to the shout-outs just on this film, this version of Aladdin. I have those. So we'll start on Twitter. At Master Debaters Podcast said, my favourite Disney film, Jafar, is the best movie villain in my opinion. Mm. I mean, I think Jafar was quite a good villain, to be fair. I do, but I think there was elements of him where, you know, he had all of these tools, you know, like he had his thing to be able to hypnotise, and he hadn't really got very far. No, it's true. It's true. At RTD Nerds says, Robin Williams will always be the genie. Anything else just won't be as good. At TTA 90s Podcast says, one of the most difficult play games we ever played on Sega Genesis. I don't remember that. No idea, I'm afraid. They also cheekily said, check out our Aladdin episode. So I've just given them a free pass. <laughs> yeah. At Rough Giraffe Podcast says, Mum found the, v- the VHS in a bargain bin in WH Smith because it had no case. As kids, we watch it endlessly, and Jasmine's red costume is like Leah with Jabba the Hutt. I don't know if you get that reference. That's a Star Wars reference there. Yeah. Princess Leia. Um, I can see what she means. I, I'm not uh, not hugely up on Star Wars, but I do remember that scene, and yeah, I agree. At Nerd Chatting said, The movie isn't as good as The Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast. It was a vehicle for Robin Williams to be zany. May he rest in peace. Oh. And at Jack and the Geekstalk says, My all-time favourite Disney movie, worried the live action will be crap. Think Will Smith is a pants genie. Oh, gosh. Strong words here. So over onto Instagram we go, and we've got just a couple more here. So our friend Peter has commented from uh, at Podstalgic, who we thoroughly recommend. We do. He says, hello, ladies. Hello. hello. I don't know I... why I'm saying it like, like that was him. <laughs> like you saying, hello, ladies. Not that, Hello. You were very excited, weren't you, to imagine Peter saying hello to you? was. I still have a hard time picking between this and The Lion King as my number one. As a kid, I always enjoyed Aladdin more. He somewhat looks like me. And as kids, you kind of like characters who look like you on screen. You do, because I like Belle. Bigging yourself up a little bit. (laughs) Only that we both have brown hair. That was that was it. You do actually look a little bit like Belle. I did think that at the time, and I thought I'm not going to tell her that. Oh, we... again, only because we have brown hair. Because she's got a big enough ego, and I thought I'm not feeding that. Anyway, back on to Peter. It's not all about you. Um, Robin Williams becomes the genie, and come on, who wouldn't want to be friends with him? 
Jasmine is quite pretty and the music is amazing. And he says he can't wait for the podcast, so that's nice. I mean, Jasmine's quite pretty. What does he want? He is married, so... Maybe that's why. Treading carefully, I'd say. Yeah. We have at Is Not Radio, who are absolutely fantastic, and I think you should download every single one of their episodes because they're marvellous. Says, love that film, easy stereotypes for Disney, but we all know stereotypes are a massive time saver. Agreed. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So those are the shout-outs that we've had. So mainly mainly positive. Yeah. I would say this is a middle-of-the-road Disney film. It's leaps and bounds better than The Emperor's New Groove, but nowhere near the quality of Beauty and the Beast. That's kind of where I put it. So is there anything that you would like to add on Aladdin? Uh, not really. I would say out of all of the Disney films we've seen so far, I I didn't like it, to be honest. I wouldn't watch it again. Strong words. I just thought even the ending just felt, it left me feeling a bit flat. Like, hmm. let let me at least see the wedding. Yeah, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Like, it just sort of uh, ended. It was like, oh, okay, that's it then, is it? I will say we do still have Lilo and Stitch to watch, so you will get lower than this point. <laughs> if you would like to find us, you can follow us on Twitter at Theme Park Films, on Instagram at Theme Park Films Podcast, or you can email us, themeparkfilms at hotmail.com. You can also find us as we are the creators of Britpod Scene. Please check that out on Twitter at BritPodScene or on our website, which is currently under development, BritPodScene.com, for loads of fantastic British podcasts, namely Is Not Radio, Rough Giraffe, That King Thing, and loads more besides. And Daniel will tell you a little bit about that once we've finished talking. So thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Theme Park Films podcast is part of Britpod Scene, a network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more.